Welcome back. My name is Joe Hamilton, partner in Seed Funders. This is Seed Funders Podcast, Episode 7, and joining me is the founder of Seed Funders, Dave Chittister. Welcome, sir. Hey, Joe. We've talked a lot this far about the startup ecosystem in Florida and angel investing, but let's really dig in today to how the funding of these companies actually takes place. Sure. Since this is an entry-level podcast, I'm going to start really with the basics. There are various rounds of funding that take place when an entrepreneur has an idea or has a company that they want to get funded. First is what we call the concept stage. That's when maybe it's only an idea or a concept that an entrepreneur has, but not much else and nothing to actually look at. And typically in this stage, the funding comes from what's called bootstrapping, which will be the entrepreneur himself or herself that's actually doing the funding or funding that comes from what's called friends and family. And these are exactly what it sounds like. These are friends and family of the entrepreneur Sometimes it's called friends, family, and fools. And these are the people that provide the original funding for the company, the first $25,000, dollars $100,000 typically, so that the company then has something. They have a, a product or they have something they can take to other investors. They may have an individual angel in some of these funding rounds if they have the connections. But typically, you're not having professional angel groups or other professionals involved in this. It's basically friends, family, maybe an individual angel or two if there's connections with the family. These rounds, as I said, can be from $10,000 to $100,000 in Florida. I've rarely seen them higher, but typically it's $25,000 to $50,000, but they can be higher, but not in Florida. I haven't seen much higher than $100,000 coming in the friends and family round. Got it. So all the uncles and aunts are tapped out. Who's next? <laughs> what comes next really is after the friends and family is when a company enters the seed stage, and these seed stages have gotten larger over the years, and I'll talk about that in a little bit of depth here. And now there's even what's called a pre-seed stage. And three years ago, when I started seed funders, we were investing and still are investing about $150,000 average. Three, just three years ago, that was really in Florida called a seed stage. And now it's actually called a pre-seed stage. It's actually before the seed rounds that happen. So it's a pre-seed stage or a seed stage is the, the stage that happens after the friends and family round. These basically rounds can be from $500,000 to a $1 million and still be called a seed stage. I've even seen seed, seen seed one and seed two rounds. This is the part where some angel groups now get involved in looking at the once there's an MVP or minimum viable product, it's no longer just an idea. The friends and family round money was used to develop this minimum viable product that would include a website, a product that could have be a demo or some kind of a product. Obviously, they need to have a pitch deck to propose to investors. So those things all take place during the friends and family round. But when the seed stage round comes, the professional investors get involved. These companies are still probably pre-revenue in the early seed or pre-seed stage, although later seed stages may have actually start to generate a bit of revenue. And these lines are getting more blurred between pre-seed, seed, C2, as I mentioned, Series A. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. In fact, recently, I just, in fact, just this week, I heard of an entrepreneur who was presenting to a venture capital firm, decided, didn't want to put a label on the round that they were seeking. Basically saying, well, if the venture capital firm said, well, is this a seed stage or a pre-seed? And they said, well, we don't want to put a label on it because they were afraid they would be thrown into a bucket or thrown into an expectation of how much money they should be raising at what valuation. So it's the first I heard of this, but it just shows how fluid things are between these definitions of these various rounds of funding. 
And I heard in there are Series A. What's a Series A round? Well, as I said, there's there's no hard line between a seed and a Series A, but the Series A round is typically the next round after the company has got proof of concept and traction. They've got paying customers. They've got revenue that investors can talk to the customers about why did you buy this product? Are you going to renew your contract? Those type of things. So the company has now got, as I said, some traction, some proof of concept. This is the point where angel groups and smaller funds and even venture capitalists get involved in the A round. Typically, what may happen in A round is what's called syndication. And that is where a lead investor, say a venture capital firm or even an angel investment firm, leads a round, comes up with the deal, comes up with the terms, the term sheet. And we'll talk about term sheets in a future podcast, but comes up with the terms of the deal. Once that's established and the company is raising, say, a million dollars, they invite other investors to participate in that same round in what's called parapasu on the same terms. I did see one stat recently that said that less than actually less than 10% of companies that raise a seed round actually reach a Series A round. So Series A shows they do have, as I said, traction, customers, and are progressing. The series goal of Series A round is to give the company a couple years of runway. And what that means is they should have enough capital to survive a couple years before having to go out for other financing if they need to at that time. Nationally, by the way, in 2020, there were 650 Series A deals across the country. Many were led by companies that probably mostly everybody knows, California companies, investors such as Andreessen Horowitz, Sequoia Capital, Intel Capital, Google Ventures. In Florida, none of those companies are highly active, although some of them invested some in Florida. But in Florida, really, the companies, investment firms that are leading those rounds and investing in Series A deals include Florida Funders, Ballast Point, Stonehenge, which I believe now is rebranded to be called Top Mark Partners, and Deepwork Capital out of Orlando. So this is the stage where there's a lot more funding capabilities from these types of companies than angel groups. As far as seed funders go, as I said, that's our name, seed funders. We do seed investment only, and we have not participated in any Series A investments generally in the state or out of the state of Florida. And I heard you mention a million dollars in there. So where do Series A rounds typically end up? Well, there are a lot of stats on that. Nationally, in 2021, the, the mean for Series A investors is somewhere between 5 and $8 million. That's 5 and $8 million invested in the company. The average valuation of those companies is pretty staggering, $24 million pre-money valuation. And I'll talk a little bit about pre-money, the difference between pre-money and post-money valuation. But the average valuation is $24 million, but that's not in Florida, not even close in Florida. In Florida, as close as we can get, there's a study done by the, the HALO report, studied the whole southeast from Atlanta down to Florida, and basically said that the average investment for a Series A deal is $1.4 million. And the valuation on a Series A deal in Florida is typically around $9 million. So what you're looking at is, in Florida, a company is valued at $9 million in a Series A, but in California, primarily, in New York and others, it's basically valued at $24 million. So what you can see is that, obviously, Florida has much, much lower valuations on these companies. That is actually, obviously, good for investors. We are an investor-friendly state because these companies, if you think about it, they have to perform. If a company is valued at $24 million, it's pretty difficult to raise additional funds unless they become really, really successful. 
And as a result, they can go under if they can't raise additional funds. Or in Florida, if a company is valued at $9 million and they start to see some traction, some success, it's pretty easy to then go out and raise follow-on capital because you're starting at nine. So there are huge advantages to Florida, investing in Florida, and to entrepreneurs in Florida. It's not all about the valuation. It's a lot of other factors that take place. So Dave, I'm going to put my college education to use here and see if I can predict what comes after a Series A round. I'm going to go with Series B. How'd I do? You did it. Uh, there's Series B, then there's C and D, etc. I've seen some companies up to rent up to Series J or K. These are obviously companies that are now well past the startup status. They're in what's called the growth phase. So these companies have not only proof of concept and revenue, but some of them might even be making profits and growing and looking for that additional capital to grow. But at some point, one of four things happens to these companies. First of all, they could go out of business. And we talked a lot about that previously. If the company doesn't succeed and they can't raise additional capital and they can't fund operations, they'll go out of business. So that's one thing that can happen during this cycle of series A, B, and past. Second thing that could happen is they become what we call a zombie company. A zombie company is a company that really can't raise any more capital, but has enough revenue to survive, but basically is not fundable anymore. Doesn't see a lot of growth. Investors don't see a lot of growth. They don't see any reason in putting additional funds into the company. Nobody might lose all their money, but nobody's really gaining a lot of money. The company really functions and survives, but really is, is pretty much a zombie company to future investment. The third thing that can happen is what's called M&A, mergers and acquisitions. A company could get bought out. This is where a private equity company comes in and really takes control of the company. They invest enough funds to take control and either roll that company up into other companies, combine them with other things. So basically, that's the private equity phase. So that is typically a success story for the company and for previous investors, because these private equity companies want to come in and have controlling interest. They need to buy out a lot of the previous, if not all the previous investors. The things just recently happened, something happened in Orlando with a company basically where a private equity company came in, bought in controlling interest, and the original investors, some of the original investors got a 10 to 12x return on their investment in three years or so. So that's a huge success story. So that really is the, the goal of these early investors to so have an M&A come through, a private equity firm, buy them out and make essentially a, a good return on their funds. Same thing happened with the company I started, a company called Red Vector. We started with a seed investment from angel investors. We went to a Series A where a Tampa venture capitalist invested funds. We did a Series B where the venture capitalist did additional funding. And then a few years after that, a private equity firm came in, bought out controlling interest, and basically venture capitalists and everybody made decent return on their investment. Finally, the fourth thing that can happen in situations like this with these startups is an IPO or initial public offering. That is pretty rare. We see not a few type of entrepreneurs who on their application, their funding request for us will say they plan on having an IPO. Well, I haven't seen it. It's really, really rare for a company to have an IPO, particularly in Florida. So really, as far as investors are looking for, they're looking for a company that's going to go the M&A route and have private equity come in and take over controlling interests, and everybody will make a decent profit. 
Wow, good information as usual. Any final thoughts? Well, we covered a lot of things here. And as always, if anybody has any questions on anything, email me directly, dave at chittister.com. I do answer every single email. Thanks, Joe.